the story of the person that starts having success with money and then is so fearful of never having right. it again right. that they just work and they work and they watch you know their kid grow up they don't get to enjoy the vacation there's a story that he tells about like his friend who is a, a multi-billionaire but he retired when he was like 40 something and he's like yeah I wish I would have enjoyed any of this money when I was in my 20s and 30s like I've missed out yeah. on so much opportunity and people are like well I don't care he's a billionaire in his 40s who cares but right. it's like yeah but at what point do you have more money than you have time Hi, financial feminists. Welcome back. Welcome back to the show. And if you're new here, hello, my name is Tori. I am the host of this podcast, clearly, but also a money expert, a millionaire, a entrepreneur, and a Timothy Chalamet stan. And we're so excited you're here. This podcast is all about not just personal finance and money, but really how money affects women's lives differently and how we can use money to make an impact on our communities and change all of the bullshit inequality so that hopefully we can live in a world where we have rights. Crazy, crazy concept. But really, we're just talking about how money affects women differently and all of the things that go along with that. And that includes Mental Health Month. So this episode is incredibly important. We actually recorded it way back in 2022, but we've been holding on to it because May is Mental Health Awareness Month. So we're sharing episodes from experts and advocates all month long, touching on mental health and how it affects us and our finances. Just like any other month, though, we talk about mental health always on this podcast. We just want to especially highlight it in May. We will link previous episodes that discuss the emotions of money, how our mental health affects not just our money, but our confidence and our jobs and our relationships. We will link all of those down below so you can take your learning to the next level. Okay, today's guest. I am so excited. We recorded this episode in Kelsey's home. And if you've spent any time watching content from BuzzFeed or just reading her book, you have seen her on the internet. There's no way you haven't. And I am a huge, massive fan of Kelsey. So this was just the coolest full circle thing for me where I got to chat with her. Kelsey Dara is a creator, filmmaker, and writer who you've probably seen producing hundreds of videos on the internet with an average viewership of 14 million during her time at BuzzFeed. Recently, she's transitioned to linear content with impactful films as a documentary director and executive producer. She joined the Sundance family in 2019 with a New Voices Fellowship for her dramatic comedy about mental health and relationships, Where We Are, shortly after she released her first book, Don't Fucking Panic, which made the Amazon bestseller list in the mental health category. Currently, Kelsey has been announced to direct a feature documentary about BuzzFeed Inc. and her documentary about restorative justice, Rehumanize, has just wrapped post-production and is seeking distribution. She is currently working on her second book about chronic pain published with Thought Catalog. And when she's not directing or writing, she's with her rescue pit bull, Hippo, who unfortunately was not there. Hippo was at daycare, I believe. I literally walked in and hugged her and then I was like, where is Hippo? <laughs> Hippo was out of office today. You can find her on TikTok at Kelsey Dara. I won't lie to you, this was the equivalent of like sitting around the fireplace with one of your friends who you haven't seen in years and catching up and then maybe throwing in a little wine and a lot of money talk. It's a great conversation, but there's a lot of laughter and sidebars. I think you'll really like it. We dive headfirst into anxiety, mental health, feelings around money, and how the patterns we learn growing up about finances affect how we see them as adults. We've also talked about her transition from BuzzFeed and navigating her way as a freelance creator. Also, I will say this is definitely not a kid-friendly episode or one you like listen to on the Sonos out loud at work. So uh, just want a dis disclaimer before you go further. And again, if you know Kelsey's work, that is not surprising to you at all. <laughs> so let's go ahead and get into it. But first, a word from our sponsors. Psychedelic one in September. I've never done it before. And I really, I want to. Yeah. Are you a weed person at all? I am a like never drugs ever because I was drugs were bad. Yeah, no, I did all the drugs and I'm <laughs> terrified of them. So okay. even me, who's done so many drugs, was terrified about psychedelics. Yeah, they are the least scary out of all of them. So far. I feel like it would be good for me. I, I am not a doctor. 
but I think you should do some drugs. Yeah, great for your. I did. Health. I smoked a joint for the first time oh. like two months ago, and I the, for the first time I like did like a weed pen once and some edibles. Edi- that's bold to go straight to edibles. I, it was like you took three for a full dose. I ate one, uh-huh. and then I was like, I don't feel anything after an hour. So I took two, and then I was like, I still don't feel anything. Don't take three after. Yeah, no, I didn't. I didn't okay. feel any. I don't think I've ever actually gotten high. So yeah, I smoked a joint. Okay, or I really, I sm- I took one big, big, big breath of a joint mm-hmm. and coughed for twenty five minutes. And I was like, I hate this. I'm never doing this. Again. Do you have anxiety? No. That's interesting. No. So it's just a... I just... I've never smoked a cigarette. I've never smoked anything. So that was like little virgin lung getting the like... Like it wasn't good. Also, I feel like you have to be drawn to that sort of thing to be like that kind of person at our our old age. I know you're way younger than me. Um, (laughs) We're we're really not. I'm 28. I'm going to be 32 in like two weeks. Yeah, so four. No. No, I'm wise. Um you are. But like if you're not into it by now also, yeah. I feel like it's like don't fuck with your your mojo, baby. No, you're not. such a hard worker. I don't do a lot of caffeine either. It's just like what do you run on? Sleep. If I don't yeah. sleep, I am a monster. Same. Like I didn't I didn't sleep very well last night. You're being very pleasant. Am I? Yeah. We're recording by the okay, way. I don't know if Are we this... recording this too? What? Oh, the, the audio and everything. It's not yeah. just Okay, cool. <laughs> I am I'm terrified of oh, losing an episode. Go, oh. I, it's well, happened before. I'm double checking, but we it's are like, rolling. You know, the thing where you go, you talk to somebody really deep for 90 minutes and then you look and you're like, I've never lost hit the button. One episode before and I will never. Was it with somebody like especially important? No. Like, I'm always like, I'm so worried. It you. was like, kind of me. Wait, don't, it's, I'm your pal. <laughs> oh my God. Also, I give you a microphone with the most cat hair on it. No, it's hot though. Do, it would trade with me. No, it's great. No, I don't want you eating cat hair. No, that one must be, that one must have been in my closet. Pussy. You know, it's fine. Hey, hey. Tori podcast. <laughs> <laughs> She's eating pussy. Are we, are we using any of those on my are show? You better. <laughs> Who's your editor? You better include all <laughs> All of this, Austin, ma'am, or sir. Yep. All right. <laughs> you bring it out. We're exposing. I know. That's what happens Please when you it. put a pal on the pod. I know. Pal on the pod. There's a pal on the pod. There's episode. a pal on the pod. Yeah. Okay. Talk to me about your book. So you wrote this amazing workbook called "Don't Fucking Panic" about your mental health journey, about helping others in their mental health journey. Can you give us some background on that journey? And what brought you to writing a whole entire book about it? Did I? Am I allowed to cuss? Of course. And I came on your podcast before, no? No, this is first Wait, time. what? I haven't been? Nope. You time. came on mine. Yep. First okay, because I was like, we I were supposed feel to like do an event together and this. we had to cancel. Right, right, right. Super okay. Fun. You talked with my team. We did a lovely blog post yes. in anticipation of that uh, event. And then we'll talk. Yeah, no, no, no. Okay. 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 So I haven't told this story on your, in your no, you platform. Great. To me. Okay. I was fucked up. <laughs> fucked up like clinically i my anxiety was so severe so early on in life like panic attacks panic disorders you want to talk about freaking out smoking weed Ooh, your girl hi <laughs> and yet i continued to smoke it every single day for years um until i was like maybe this is something to do with my like, maybe this is making it worse yeah depression i mean i remember just always being fucking tired all the time as a teenager i got tested for thyroids all the shit and no one ever was like, maybe it's her mental health. Like I had um, I had to look up some old medical records for a shot or something, a vaccine. And I, was, I found medical records when I was like 17. And it was like, what is your st- daily stress level? And I, as a 17 year old, like 12 wrote 10. Yeah. And I was like, what the fuck could I possibly have thought? Anyways, it's all relative. Right. And so I wrote this book thinking I'm going to write the manual that I wish I had had when I was 17. Mm. This book is fully talking to 17 year old Kelsey. And I put everything I could in there. You want actual therapeutic CBT exercise? Got it. You want somatic body work? It's in there. You want journaling? Got it. You want games? You want connect the dots that comes out to be a picture of Ryan Gosling holding a bunny? We have it in there. It is a workbook for any kind of of any kind of necessity when it comes to anxiety, panic disorder, or depression. I think 
the thing i mean it's literally written on the cover of the book of like <laughs> i'm not a phd i'm yes. not like qualified no, for sure and one of the questions i get never from the people who are actually interested in my work but they always go do you like do you have your certified financial planner license like, what are, are we 1970 that's what i say and i think <laughs> it, there's something weirdly beautiful about mm. actually being outside of an industry yes like, tell me you're a was, real person, right? I'm sure it's the same thing with you. Literally, I'm like, I was a theater major. Yeah. Like, let's talk about money. <laughs> like, let's talk about navigating. That's this. why I trust you more, because I'm like a theater major who has millions of dollars. Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> when it's everyone ever it's like a financial planner. I'm like, yeah, but who are you? Where are you tipping off the top from? Who are you or scamming? At the, you know, there's a lot of great financial professionals out there, but it is like it almost feels after like 2008, after Occupy Wall Street, after all the shit where you're like, I almost don't trust you no. because you've been in the system and also yes. using jargon to try to describe all you of You bring out such, like that phrase, being in the system is such yeah. like a good point. I mean, like, we're all in those little stuff. Right, but, no, but yeah. like we've been victims of the system, right? And not to like own victimhood, but we've been there for that. And I think that's exactly why I wanted to write this book, pointing out like, this is not like a self-help book this is from someone who's been th helping herself and she wants you to just have access it's a to survival guide shit. that's exactly. literally what i wrote in the intro of my book i'm yeah. like this doesn't solve capitalism no this doesn't like no this isn't i can do it so yeah you can do it too like no. it's it's just how to survive. yeah like i've had the doctor tell me it was all in my head i've had the doctor tell me i was just being dramatic looking for attention i've had the doctor misdiagnose me i've had like you know i've I don't think if a doctor was writing this book, they would have those experiences in there. And it wouldn't be as funny. Definitely not. Definitely not. Do you feel like that <laughs> is because you're a woman? Like, was that a huge chunk of it, of getting misdiagnosed or, like, gaslit? Oh, yeah. yeah. Are you fucking kidding me? I think it had to do with... I grew up in the South. Right. I Trampa. Trampa. Gotta love it. 813 for life. I um, only call it Trampa because of you. Thank you. You were in a BuzzFeed video called it Trampa once. Yes. And if anybody says they're from Tampa, I'm like, it's Trampa. Trampa. And where you I've call us ta there, tampons. Like... We're the tampons. You call other people from Tampa tampons. That, literally? Yeah. I did not know that. So that's Trampa and you I've call been to Florida once. Tampa. I thought that was go? enough for me. Orlando. That's fine. It was like, I walked out at seven o'clock in the morning to go to a conference and there was just geckos all over and i'm like geckos yeah i'm like i'm out i'm surprised not alligators well i didn't think I, i'm not enough too much disney not enough everglades uh, I think, for that yeah alligators are not that scary to me because i oh, grew really? up they were They're like terrifying. always in the backyard and just anyway <laughs> um yeah being a woman it's like duh Right. We we I keep separating us in age. We uh <laughs> grew up in the era of like mental health finally being talked about. Yeah. You know, and 15 years ago it was not being talked about the way it is being talked about. Right. Right now. What is it? Taylor Tomlinson dad. Did you have you seen that video? She's like, eat a scoop of peanut butter. Yeah. <laughs> I just went to her show like two weeks ago. She I saw me on TikTok. I follow her. So we Aww. met up. She's lovely. Yeah, she's great. Yeah. Um, she's so funny her yeah. new hour is gonna be crushing great um, the brand new one because she's just mm -hmm. churning out yeah material. she is you're talk about growth honey you have just us exploded it's been crazy you you specifically yeah but that, that's a team behind me of course yeah. but take some credit I will. I will but it's it's been it's definitely a we now i think a lot of a lot of people still think i do this by myself which is wow comical that I'm is like, insane no but no you've way. taken something matt like good for y'all and your team's really nice Thank that's you. important i i love my team very yeah. very very much if you have a shitty rude team then yeah no bueno to no interact no with. bueno yeah yeah and i think um i i try not to get teary every time i talk about this i never thought that other people would care about this thing as much as i do Aww. Isn't like, that the best feeling in the world? To contribute to it, like, You're like just what? the community in general, but also specifically my team. I'm like, yeah, you're never. I don't think they're ever going to care completely because it's not their baby. Sure. But like, they've got to be damn close. And, and it's just, like, I'm so touched by it. The reminder that that exists. Yeah, I think so many people think that they have to do things on their own. But yeah. like, well, women especially, right? Because mm -hmm. it's like. I actually I hired um, a good friend of mine who ended up becoming our COO last year. And I was like one of the best business decisions I've ever made. Aww. And I think we're told to kind of schlep it uh -huh. like a struggle. Yeah. yeah. And it's like it's hate your life. Well, and it's weirdly a badge of honor to be like, oh, I do this whole thing myself. No, it's not. It's not. No one's impressed by that. People are like, you need 
drugs. The reason we've grown so fast is because I hired. Yeah. Like that's, that's you hired the, the best reasons. people to do the job. Yeah. I was hiring people before I even took it full time. Like wow. I had somebody on staff when I was still running it as a side hustle because I realized I was like, I can't do this on my on my own. Oh, I can't have your parents it. must be so wild. Okay. <laughs> a lot of our listeners struggle hmm. with the oh, I impact. thought it was just that they struggle. I was like, same. <laughs> okay, I'll take in twenty twenty two. If you're out there being like, life is great twenty four seven. I'm you concerned. are delusional. I'm concerned. Yeah. Okay. A lot of our listeners struggle. Period. But yeah. also struggle with their. Ooh. Leo just stepped right on your vagina. Just he he knows that remove I, him. I like dogs more than I like cats. Yeah. Cats always know. They're like he uh, finds that person. Oh, always. Hundred percent. A lot of our listeners struggle with the impact that their mental health has on their finances and their mm. money. Oof. Was that a reality for you? And what ways would your mental health affect how you viewed or managed your money? Okay, I'm going to say something that I, in therapy, said. I would never say this out loud or like in public. And so I'm going to say it. Okay. Okay. I, okay, I'm going to say it. Okay. I weirdly think growing up a bit privileged with money really fucked me up with money uh, that's not shocking that's okay not that's shocking like my biggest all. my biggest secret we weren't mass we weren't millionaires my sure. my mom came from absolutely nothing yeah built her entire business became one of the most successful realtors in florida amazing and she said i'm going to give my kids everything i didn't have that was she my parents as well eight brothers and sisters in a one-bedroom house poor that shit was my dad literally eight, but yep, yeah that like was my dad wore like reusable diapers like yep trash like yep pure trailer yep. trash. my dad was outside of pittsburgh yeah very similar like yep. no money yeah and so my childhood was mom and dad both are working seven days a week wow. you're at home with the woman who raised me and she will give you anything you need as long as it's not mom or dad that you need, which is then so, so sad. Really <laughs> but like, no, yeah, like whatever the opposite of nepotism is. It's like, no, you're not around at all to give oh, me man. nepotism. You're like just uh you know, my mom and I have the best relationship. I always say she's like my best friend because now yeah. that I'm older, I'm like, oh, wow, that was fucked up. Right. But because they weren't around and they were really trying to financially support whatever dreams I had, I was massively ahead in a step up because I had that kind of support. Got it. But I was super, super not prepared for pretty much any Everything fucking else. thing else. Yeah. As Especially when it came to money. So figuring out a budget or like how to do to all everything, yeah. opening a bank account, getting right. a credit card. What is a credit? Everything I had to learn. Yeah. And not only that, but then once I started running my own businesses, oh my God, I was like, I got, I'm going to hire a business manager. So I hired a business manager. So then I still didn't think about it. Right. This year is the first year that I don't have a business manager anymore because they started charging $4,000 a month. And I was like, absolutely not. The last time we talked, you still had somebody. Yeah. It was, they and went up you and I had, You and I did not have the relationship at the time for me to be like, that's a lot of money. Oh yeah. Insane. Right. <laughs> but I was, I was doing the, I was like, you can manage this yourself or at least pay somebody else to manage them. They're not going to take that much money from me. It, I, so now I have a, what's it called? A bookkeeper. Yeah. And yeah. that even having that though, I still think about money all the fucking time in a stressful way. Now I am more balanced. I'm going to tell you what changed. Okay. I listened to a book called Die With Zero. Have mm. you heard about it? I've heard of it. I know very little. I'm assuming the premise is trying to spend all your money so you don't leave an inheritance. Is that the idea? It's not so that you don't leave an inheritance. It's so that you use your money in a way that when you die, it's not wasted. Mm, so sure. it's not like you more can't... metaphysical than yeah, yeah okay. like it's not necessarily like he even has a whole chapter about leaving money for your kids and it's like okay. yeah but once you give that to them that is their money got it once it leaves your hand it right. is no but so what you are no you left with on that yeah, yeah like yeah. do you still have a hundred thousand dollars in your bank account when you die right. where's that going it's probably gonna end up go but like that was how many hours extra did you work mm -hmm. to have a hundred thousand dollars left over in your bank account when you died which by the way privilege to acknowledge if anybody's dying a hundred 
100k yeah they're like fucking right <laughs> with their assets i got, and my, I got my extra 100k yeah. just sitting in a random bank yeah account. Cool. yeah the cash under the bed yeah but it really it opened up my eyes not only a to okay i don't need to be as stressed out as i fucking always am yeah 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 because I was right. That was like my number one thing in therapy that I talked about was money stress. But mm-hmm. also, literally, that's the vast majority of Americans. If which, that makes you feel any better, it does. Yeah, and doesn't because I'm like, what are we all doing, guys? I, I agree. But then it also made me lean into the witchy shit of like mm. not fearing money, yeah. and once you stop fearing it, it flows to you what we think is more easily but maybe it's just we're seeing it in a different way or we have the tools to be able to manage it now in a way that doesn't feel intimidating Mm -hmm. yeah i feel like it has to be a mindset shift if you want to go woo you can plus the like practical element of it yeah because you can't have one without the other and it's just about really truly feeling what it feels like to have money in your body like what Mm -hmm. does that actually feel like we see it as such a not like we're not holding cash ever it's transactions well and also Cash means only what we give it meaning for, you know, like I I literally talk about in the book of like, I don't want a stack of government issued paper. No, like that doesn't get me anything. No, I want what that buys me. Yeah, I want to go on the vacation. I want to go on the trip. I want the I want to throw money at abortion funds Mm. like without even Mm -hmm. thinking about it. I want to. Yep. You know, yeah, go on vacation. That book talks about it too, about like people leave money to causes when they die. And the truth is the causes could probably use the money now. Right. And so I'm like, oh, okay. That also changes my perspective of like, do I feel like I'm contributing in a way that's actually tangible and matters right now? And that makes you feel better. uh, Is not getting an inheritance from from her parents. Instead, she's giving the inheritance. Her parents are giving the inheritance to her every year. Oh, cute. Mm -hmm. Mom and dad. You want to do that? There you go. I wouldn't be angry. Yeah. So instead of, you know, a lump sum of money when they pass away, it's like, okay, I'm going to give you, I don't know how much it is, like $2,000 a year. That's great. Yeah. Amen to that. Yeah. No, it's fantastic. I want more of that. Yeah. It's, 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 I think a very smart way to do it because she was able to take like a year long sabbatical with some of that money Mm -hmm. and just like, that's not saying it. And then you die with zero. Like the parents are like, yeah, what's the point of us giving her 500,000? Well, die with zero is intentional too, right? It's not like I'm dying with zero because I'm so scared of money that I'm going to avoid it. And it's the story of the person that starts having success with money and then is so fearful of never having it again that they just work and they work and they watch, you know, their kid grow up. They don't get to enjoy the vacation. They don't. And then they end up with billion. There's a story that he tells about like his friend who is a a multi-billionaire, but he retired when he was like 40 something. And he's like, yeah, I wish I would have enjoyed any of this money when I was in my 20s and 30s. Mm. Like I've missed out on so much opportunity and people are like well i don't care he's a billionaire in his 40s who cares but it's like yeah but at what point do you have more money than you have time well and the funny thing is is that a lot of the experts that we've looked to the dave ramseys etc right are the completely are the people who are telling you deprive 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 in order to when's he gonna die (laughs) (laughs) did we make a I just feel like if we're talking about it, how much is he gonna have in his bank account when he dies? I don't know. I I wish him and his children and his company the best. I don't. I don't have any. I don't have any reason. You don't have any. You don't have a worse than this. No, you don't have a. Yeah. It's like stop. Let's stop it, guys. Stop fear mongering people into your fucking business. Just like stop telling people to deprive themselves of complete and total joy, and that's the answer because it's not. 99% of diets don't work because if you tell me I can't have fried chicken, all I want is fried chicken. Does he like know who you are? I'm that's really funny you say that we joke at the company like he has to know he has to know because we beat him on the charts. He's blocked me on Twitter. At least he did. Oh, it's it's actually it's like the like I've made it moment moment. Yeah, it's like a bunch of people bunch of people like not even like. This was years ago before I really started criticizing him. Oh, like, shit. He so blocks he blocks and deletes. Or do you think he's so old and out of touch that he truly I mean, has I no think his idea? His team knows. I don't think he knows. But how old could his team pe- people be? Because it's not like he's churning out fucking content. Oh, he releases a podcast episode three times a day, weekdays, I think. 
three times a day? They have the radio show and oh, it's three hours long oh, oh. and they just republish the radio show. See, you just proved my point. He has a fucking radio show. What mm-hmm. are we, 1970? He's still like number one though, and we'll occasionally beat him or somebody else will occasionally beat him, but he like he's camped. All right. Number one like spot. I said, all these people were they need to go soon. It, it's it's it worked for some people. A lot of his advice got people on a really good path. It was like a gateway drug, but and I also don't agree with his business practice. There's a lot there yeah. to unpack, but it's just, it's like if you're telling somebody to completely deprive themselves of joy, that's not the answer. No. And you're also only telling that to marginalized groups. Mm-hmm. You're not telling straight white men, Mm-mm. stop buying your Rolexes, stop mm-hmm. buying your football season tickets. Mm-hmm. You're telling women, stop buying Dior and purses to Cal. Okay, right. first of all, they are art. Okay, they grow with value. Can we look at the purses we have now? They're I don't care all if they don't grow with value. Recycled. If, if it brings you joy, if it's something that you it like does. and you can afford it, it joy. great. I can't really afford great. it, but it's an investment piece and it's grown and they've made me money. See, for me, I'm not a designer person, but am I balling out on vacation Hell on yeah. like $300, $400 beautiful meals Hell in yeah. Italy? That's what I'm spending my money on. I don't, I'm not a designer gal. But I, I am two designer pieces with purses. I'm a okay. purse and a, I am wearing my Dior ring, but I love it. It's little things. I almost bought last time I was in Paris. My first designer purse was going to be a Givenchy purse and I loved it and I was obsessed with it. And it's more money than I've ever spent anything. You bought it? No, I did a whole lap with my best friend of the mall, yeah. literally. And she this she had to convince me. She was like, you can afford it. Do you want it? And I'm like, yes, I want it really bad. And she's like, you can afford it. Everything's fine. Like she, we literally had a pep talk and I was like, okay, 45 minutes later, I walk back up. I look at it. I'm like, I don't like it as much as I did. Well, see, Didn't buy it. it was an emotional high for a moment. Mm-hmm. And now, and that's why I gave myself an hour. Yeah. Very good. It's I actually, I suggest that for so many people, the amount of times that you'll see a designer bag and you'll get high yep. literally standing there or literally like leave and come back the next day. Yeah. And if you're still thinking about it a day or 48 hours, then later, get it. great. Then get it. This I've, I've had this conversation with my mom and I didn't even think about it. Yep. I've had that. I'm like, we'll come back tomorrow if you still really nope, want Nope, that's it. literally what I recommend. Yeah. Okay, I have so many questions. Okay, sorry. About, no, you're good. About, <laughs> like, as a person who has watched your content literally for years. And me now to you too. Oh. Isn't that crazy? I've literally watched your content for years. I... <laughs> It's crazy. I will have a full on breakdown. I okay. just I have to keep going okay. um, because I'm <laughs> such a fan of yours. Uh, I, I can still be a say fan Massachusetts. And a Massachusetts. I still I can't say it. Don't ask me. Don't ask me. Next. Next. Massachusetts. How we've grown. Mas- Ma- Massachusetts. Still can't say it. Okay. How did you get involved at BuzzFeed? I. How, oh, how much oh. BuzzFeed can we talk about? As much as you want. There's okay. nothing I won't talk about. Great, because I have I have some I have some juicy ones. Okay. Okay. I, the only thing I probably can't talk about is like what other people made or make. Sure. Because I don't think I know. Okay. <laughs> How did you get involved in BuzzFeed? And did you know that you wanted to be comedian, creator, producer yes. going into it? Okay. Yes, a hundred percent. Because I was already doing that just on a much obviously smaller, not successful scale. Um, but I was also like, I want to be in Hollywood doing comedy, whether it's writing or acting or SNL or whatever. Yeah. And I just saw the times a change and I saw this YouTube thing popping off and I was like, all right, let me get this try. You got in on exactly the right. It was it was truly the heyday. It was like the time. I don't think it could ever be created again. It was magical. And Facebook, baby, that was my bread and butter. That was my shit. Now I'm like, oh, how do I go on this old fart ass fucking? But that's where the videos were. That's where the BuzzFeed video, like the in app Mm -hmm. videos were Mm -hmm. popping Mm -hmm. off. Yeah, that was a that was a dream. It was the days, glory days. So, uh, Keith Habersberger, yes, my king, Keith Habersberger. Hi, Keith. Talked on an episode of the tripod about how he saw his experience as BuzzFeed as like a high dive ladder. Mm. And so he was like, you could get off at any time and make some sort of splash. But the higher you climbed, the bigger the splash. Wow, what a metaphor. It must have been high. Probably. Yeah. I think that might have been for <laughs> more high Try Guys episode. Um, <laughs> but I thought it was A, very poetic, but B, the the idea of when do I get off the high dive? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. do I keep going? Yeah. And at what point am I like pigeonholed? At what mm-hmm. point, like, was this how you saw your time there as well? Of like, 
I'm going to I'm going to keep going. I'm going to keep going. Is it time yet to jump yeah. off? Like yeah. what happens? For sure. Like there was a point where I was still with traditional management and agent before I went into BuzzFeed. And there was a point where they were like, hey, we can't rep you anymore if you're only going to do this because like we're sending you out on auditions. You can't go because you have work and like you're working there. Like, oh, so you were trying you were working. I shouldn't say trying to work, but you were working before. Yeah. No, but like with BuzzFeed. Oh, yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. I was like still trying to go out on auditions and like send in packets. I was like, I I wasn't I was an intern and then I was a fellow and I wasn't full time until six to eight months into working there. So there was a period of time where I was like, am I in? Am I out? Like, what am I doing? And my agents and managers were like, is this what you're going to do? Because we don't think it's a good idea, but we'll support you. And I was like, I was like, so drinking the fuck it. I'm not even going to say Kool-Aid, but because it was actually happening, like the digital yeah. era was taking off. So I was like, no, this is what I'm going to do. This is the way I'm going to get to do comedy and yeah. write and like do anything I want in this field. I don't yeah. need a studio to tell me. Right. So there was that like arc where I was like, wow, this is the the new renaissance. This is the <laughs> new era of yeah. content creation. And then there became a point where I think the people... Not I think this is what it was. It's like the people made that company and hundred percent. Then there became a point where the company was still a company and they weren't looking at people. They were looking at how can we sustain this business beyond, you know, what we've built. And then there became a point where I was saying no to things because I was working there that I wish I would have said yes to. Were there any times you walked in an audition room and they're like, oh, the BuzzFeed girl? Like, I was certainly afraid of that. Yeah. Certainly afraid of that. And because especially around yeah. what is this? Early 2010s, right? Yeah. yeah. Mid 2010s. Yeah. Maybe? It was, I feel like, still shat upon in oh, a yeah, lot of ways. For it sure. was like, oh, the quizzes. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. No, luckily, like all the jobs I was doing, it helped because I was doing mm-hmm. like unscripted panel stuff. Like the way I got my TV show was because they had seen me on BuzzFeed videos and got they're it. like, you're great. Like, go do right, that. You had, you had a portfolio. Yeah. You I had a like, real already. You want a host of a comedy show? Like, I can give it to you. Watch my 900 videos on the internet. Right. right. So, it definitely did help. I wasn't like trying to audition for like a serious feature film. I think they would have been like, probably not great for our marketing, but like maybe we could partner with Busby. I don't know. Right. But there were definitely some things that I brought in to the company that I was like, look, this is exposure. This is money. This is great for me and BuzzFeed that then BuzzFeed said, no, and you can't do it because you're our employee. And I was like, "Mm." yeah. Yeah. So after I think like, after the adultship podcast that I did, which was like my first podcast when I was still at BuzzFeed, when they were like, when I was like, wow, we're number one in comedy and like, wow, we sold out a 200 person theater on our own. And they were like, you can't do that. That's like an HR violation. You can't just like make a show without running it past like our events team. I was like, oh, well, I did it. And they were like, okay, great. Here's your assets and resources to film your podcast on an iPhone. Go do it. I was kind of like, something feels off about this and then you know you hear you hear all the other stories and things that were happening with people there that you were like okay but it's not happening to me or like i don't feel that way yet but i think you get to a point where you're like if i want to really do what i want to do and if i want to have growth and like the snacks were so good there (laughs) it was like if you really wanted to give up all that came with working for like a startup successful company which is like kombucha on tap massive well, some of your exposure. best friends and now collaborators oh my god well. and we're still best friends. you know what i mean Which, that's been so cool to watch mm-hmm. is it was very much kind of like yep this company gave us our start mm-hmm. but also fuck this company and we're, we're gonna stick okay. together yeah and that that has been why i've never really like i don't have many negative things to say about my time there because yeah. i also never and this isn't to knock on anyone else who was there, but like I never put up with shit from the company. Mm-hmm. I was never like afraid to ask for what I want. I never right. asked for permission. And then when they stopped giving me a permission, I left. Yeah. And I like kind of wrote out my 
I like I really wrote out my my contract at the end there. I was like, all right, I, yeah, I'll stay here while you guys figure out what you want to do, but I'm not coming into work and I'm not doing anything and I'm just going to keep collecting a check for a minute. So I don't feel that bad. They had exclusivity contracts. Mm-hmm. You signed one. Yeah, I'm assuming you had to have. When well, what what part when I left? I don't I while I was there. Well, the the thought that I again with you, the guys, like lady, like like all of these folks, I'm like, R. okay, R. so they had I know. So they had you have your IP, mm-hmm. right? And then you have like we what, never owned any IP that we made there. That's ever. what I've always that's wondered. what was crazy. So that's what was like And I the think, exclusivity to them to create content exclusively for them. No. So we okay. could go make a YouTube channel, we could go do whatever we wanted. Which is amazing flexibility. Which is great flexibility. A lot of people did that. And I was like, how do you have the fucking time? I'm trying right. to build a platform here to do that. Right. I think their downfall was like, oh, Okay, this thing is working. Try Guys is working. Lady Likes working. Right. Well, if they leave, we still have it and we'll just plug in other people. And I think that was their biggest downfall was like, no, 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 no. That's what I say when I mean the people made that place. It's like, I get you guys just are trying get to get another create, gay Asian guy. Yeah, they're trying to create <laughs> franchises. <laughs> like they did it with Worth It. They like did Worth It UK and it like didn't do so well. Oh, and like, I didn't even know they did a UK. Exactly. Version. And then they, yeah, they, they really. Mm, didn't do great when they realized we weren't just talent we were the fucking producers well in the workhorses that's the other yeah it wasn't like you guys were just showing up as talent i think you all were brought on board to produce shows to and they wanted to ultimately back then they wanted to be a studio they wanted us to just be talent they wanted us Mm. to be like what do you want kid all right we'll make it happen and then we could replace you if you don't do what we say like they wanted to be a studio so that's why you have to remember at the end of the day like i don't shit on them because they're company they're looking out for their shareholders not looking out for a little old me well and it's also you know if you're making i think feature films or one-off projects that's different versus serial content Mm -hmm. around either a particular topic and or a particular person or group of people Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that doesn't work in the same way swap out the lead (laughs) or when you change the topic that people come to know or the premise that people have come to know exactly be comfortable with yeah i don't really watch or know too much of what they're up to all i know nothing now yeah i don't know what direction they're headed in now but from just like little it's a lot of bring tom holland on to interview him while he yeah cuddles puppies yeah it's like keep the classics that they can and then i think behind the scenes they're still trying to lean into like studio stuff well and everything's so different yeah like i can't remember the last time i saw a buzzfeed quiz it's been a long time that's a really good point I don't even know. I did that shit all the time in college. That's how we got our news, though. Well, I actually think their news is now probably the most reputable thing. Oh, you're talking about like actual news. Buzzfeed news. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I meant just like our pop culture news. Oh, sure. It was like, oh, how did you know what like Kardashian was wearing? I'm still seeing actually the way I'm seeing Buzzfeed most now is my like Twitter. Oh, yeah. Updates. Same. And then they're just posting the article as like a yeah, thread. Exactly. Which is like, which I'm not even clicking. Great so like, how are you making? Revenue? Yeah, no, their news team in New- based out of New York really did some dope shit. Yeah. They've done some heavy hitting stuff. They have. Yeah. Like made us legit, which is cool. You mentioned when we interviewed you for our blog yeah. that people have this perception that if you're on the internet and you're successful and you have hundreds of thousands or millions of subscribers that you are rolling in money oh my god it's like so when we google you that's a problem <laughs> that's a problem google decides that your net worth is between 1 million and 15 million <laughs> what what a spectrum wow which you told us in the blog was definitely not true no so it's still not what true misconceptions do the general public have about you and your work and your money here's the thing here's what's crazy i've made i have made over a million dollars in my lifetime yeah i ha- i do not have it mm. you know why because I have to live. I have to I live in LA. You have to pay your agent. You I have, have to pay, pay my manager. employees. I have to pay for this house. I have to pay for food. Like the cost of you living. You have to pay to produce a project yes, that's I hopefully s- maybe gonna make money. I spent so much of my personal money on a documentary last year that 
thankfully we will link it it's fantastic was sold and is going to be coming out later this year in the festival circuit hopefully bought next year but like that risk could have put me in financial ruin oh tens if not hundreds if not millions of dollars i was still crowdfunding for a short film last year I raised $10,000 to crowdfund a short film. It's not like I'm definitely still, compared to the rest of the country, probably doing great. Right. Compared to LA, no, 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 no. Yeah. I am churning. I am getting yeah. my wheel turned. I'm not vacationing in fucking Peru. Although if anyone wants to like fly me there and sugar daddy me, I'm <laughs> completely available. I've got great feet. I've been giving free feet this entire podcast. Oh my God. We didn't even think about it. That's literally the one thing I refuse to... You're going to have to put a blur out. I'm sorry. I literally, every three months, I just go and search my name on WikiFeet just to make sure we have it. What's your rating? No, I don't have a WikiFeet. Oh, wow. I haven't checked mine. No one fuck with... No one do it. Do it, you guys. No. I I will know then that truly I have A, made it, and B, can die. But you know it's us if we do it. I don't know. Men are creepy. Yeah, but you know what? Guess how much money I've made from men paying me for my feet photos. You do the feet photos? I... Have we not talked about this? Tori, let me... Let me tell you something. Now I'm putting my feet under me because I'm like... (laughs) I can't Let me tell you a fun little story. I did not know this. Okay. We wanted to have somebody on the podcast to talk about Oh, well, here she is. Okay, but I'm not a legit... Okay, here's how it started. I jokingly... Can I I see your feet? Is that weird? Yeah, you're great. I have very small feet. Which I don't and know. big arches, which okay, apparently is, is a thing? thing. Oh, I don't. Have I didn't know that. But my I... second toe is bigger than my first. Is there a market Hot. for that? I'm sure. I've heard Mine is too, that you either have to have the like most. You have great feet. You They're either have to have like kind perfect of feet, nasty, or like disgusting feet. Yeah. Okay. So here's how it started. Okay. I jokingly posted like a picture or something. I was like mm, feet floods on of Instagram? DMs. Yeah, like on my story. Okay. Floods of DMs of guys saying, I'll pay you for, for foot pictures. And I was like, LOL, stop. Then I was like, prove it. And some of them actually sent me money. So I would like, no joke, I would just take off my shoe in the car, take a picture and send it to them on Instagram. I don't care. Here's a picture of my foot. Why the fuck do I care? Oh, can you show me your soles? All right. Can you stand this way? Yeah, okay. I'm getting 50 bucks here, 100 bucks there. Is I don't Venmo? care. Venmo? Venmo. Oh my God. So then as a joke on one of the podcasts, I had made a joke of like, what if I started an OnlyFans, but it's like my feet's OnlyFans. Here comes the cat again. I started it as a joke where it was Did literally like my toes holding a cup of coffee. You're giving way too much. And I would be like, so good morning. And I would be holding a cup of coffee with my feet. I got 90 subscribers the first day I ever posted a picture. I'm still what was the, like, what was the price to subscribe? $10. She made $900. Yeah. Is that how it works? Right. 90 times a hundred. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's two zeros. 90. Okay. No, See, 90. I didn't pass math. Um, I still to this day, I'm getting subscriptions and payments oh from God. OnlyFans for a joke that I did. One of like your income five, streams. Five photos. Are oh, you still posting? I things? had a conversation with my bookkeeper today where he was like, what is this? And I was like, oh, OF, that's OnlyFans for my feet. And he was like, Kelsey, what? And I was what like, what are you doing? It's, it's legit. And you're like, it's money. Yeah. And I don't do anything. I posted like five oh feet pictures as a God. joke. Yeah. I thought the, I mean, I guess it makes sense. Yeah. I thought the majority of your Instagram would be women. It is. Maybe there's women. It's ninety percent women. Subscribers too. Who knows? But I have a guy in my DMs. I can show you. Where's my? Oh, oh my wait, god! I, can't. <gasps> I, I can show you my DMs. Hold on. Let me get my. See, my DMs are closed for many reasons, and wait. this is honestly probably one of them. We're getting feet, feet updates live, okay. y'all. This is a guy. This is the most unhinged podcast we've ever done. Is it? Probably. Oh, this is fun. I, this is like my. Usually, gym. we're like pseudo fake professionals. Oh, She's pulling out her tablet. Really. Okay, here's a guy. Right? Oh my god! Can Look. I read this out loud? Are you okay with that? Yeah. Oh my god. Okay, so she she has. Oh my, Wait. Okay. Oh my god, this goes like back in time okay yeah I, I don't know how to look how much though for okay feet. so you posted this june 30th uh-huh and it says no free feet and uh-huh. somebody said how much though t-h-o-u so yeah. how much thou how, mu- how much it's very thou? gentlemanly yeah and you said a hundred dollars okay when do you when you want to do this Sounds a little like <gasps> so me. I'm thinking, oh, he'll pay for my postmates. I'm tonight. such a huge fan of yours. No way. And then emoji, kind you such a flirt. Depends no on what you want in your pick. Yeah, definitely. I've had like the biggest crush on you like forever from BuzzFeed on. Like so beautiful as a person, but I would love to see your souls. I wish it was spelled with a U, but it's not. 
And then and then she goes to him for a night and then yeah. he says, We doing this? And then the next day, same message. We doing, doing this? this? <laughs> yes, but you gotta PayPal or Cash App first. Cash app. And then it happened? No, and then oh. Must have maybe. Oh, wait, yes, yes. So he cash after me first. Oh my god. Then he said he responded to one of your things and it, he says, I'm from Philly. And then I said, I love Philly, Philly so much. much. Bring your feet to Philly. I owe them a massage. And then I said, I go to Philly, Philly all the time. <laughs> this is great. And then I can't believe those feet were in my city. When can I see them? You're like a dream, dream girl. girl. This is so amazing. Oh my god. We, we still, still doing, doing this. this? No, no feet? feet? Question mark. We doing this for your feet? Oh, and a picture of Hippo. Which... And then I said, I'm waiting on my cash app or Venmo. And then he said, we, What's your Venmo? What's your Venmo? We we're doing, doing this? this goddess? goddess with uh, one, one D. D. Uh, Thank you, God, for not making me attracted to feet. He sends her a meme. I don't get it. I, you just like, then he said, beautiful in. feet. What's your Venmo? When, when will I see how beautiful your feet are? are goddess. Look, Look at, at those, those feet. feet. This is wow. what I'm talking about. Men are so easy to get money easy. from if you just allow they are it to happen. Little beans. Like, what? And why do I care? I, no, like I said, don't. my feet aren't fucking special. You know that Mr. Philadelphia is here right now. Welcome, Mr. Philadelphia. Hey. Um, I will not give you my foot pics for feet. Boo. Break. But if you want, on, break your coat a little bit. $2,500. <laughs> She's expensive. But They're so, slightly hairy like sometimes. Some too, of these guys. That. Yeah, my toes can get a little. little oh, I fuzzy. shaved them. I refused to shave them for most of the summer because I was like, it's, yeah, it's, it's you know, summer. it's my natural feet. And, and then, then you're like, like it's hot. Some of them like to be thin domed. Have you ever had a thin dom on your pod? That's also on the on the list. I might have a a person or two I to introduce you to person. but we're also trying to get miss mistress justine cross oh she would absolutely do yeah. it i got her, her on the try guys pod yeah and she yeah. was on she was on the try guys yeah with the, she's a bow so try guys game time yeah try guys game time try guys <laughs> okay okay got feet covered feet. oh my god got i can't it. believe that okay transitioning transition do people expect you to be a lot richer than you actually are or like have false expectations. Speaking of like parasocial relationships. Yeah. Like, do they expect certain things out of like your career or you? I think I, because I'm pretty transparent and I've done like podcast episodes about it. I've done like stories and stuff about yeah, you have. it that I've been like pretty open. I think it's an assumption Right. But it's also not something a random person just kind of like comes up and talks to me about. Well, I yeah, because we don't talk about money. Yeah. And I think where it gets weird is if like someone will DM me and be like, can you please donate to this thing? And then if I don't respond, which I don't see like 90% of them anyway, I have to like find them. They'll follow up with like, you're a bitch. You can at least give me $20, like blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, do you think I've got, or here's a perfect example. I made a TikTok series about sidewalk shopping for furniture where we would find really cool pieces yeah. and we would either refurbish them and like use them or we would donate them. But it was something that like me and my best friend just love to do on Saturday or oh, Sunday. Okay. We would like drive around town. We'd go get a smoothie. HGTV, where's her, sh where's her okay. TV show? And people fucking loved it on TikTok. Great. Then I started getting comments like, you need to leave this for people who really need furniture. I'm like, people who really need furniture aren't driving around Beverly Hills looking for sidewalk furniture, number one. And number yeah. two, then I would get comments of like, why are you sidewalk shopping if you're driving around in a Tesla? And I'm like, how do you think I got this Tesla? Do you think it was by donating money to people who yell at me on the internet? The amount of people who say to me in my comments... You don't own your house. You must not be a millionaire. Your hair looks like that. Then you're not a millionaire. First of all, what, what's the fucking deal with the hair? It's always that. Because it's 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 blatant, but veiled. Blatant, veiled misogyny. Yeah. Right. And it's the, it's the what we expect uh, some woman to do right. with her hair. Or what we expect I don't get what rich or millionaire to look like. And you're like, how do you think I became a millionaire? Literally literally my priority i'm wearing a ten dollar banana republic dress oh wow cute thank you I'm a, i wear cute. it all the time for 10 bucks, like great i wear it all the time i'm, I'm like, wearing freddy's 
my friend Freddie's pants, which I helped Love her it. clean out her closet. Lady like Freddie? Yep, Lady like Freddie. Love it. I cleaned out her closet for her, so she gave me some stuff. And this tank top, which is probably from Forever 21 that I've had for probably six years. Yep. Yeah. There are there are things I will go out yeah, and show too. out for. Me too. But it's it's those comments that I really was like, you don't well, know it's the my situation. Too, of like, yeah. donate to my thing, and then I'm going to call you a bitch. If yeah. Yep. Or like you you're you're taking opportunity away from other people in some degree i completely get that yep, yep. and by another degree we were like donating items right we weren't taking o- there it's isn't a, a scarcity a it's a fun hobby yeah the, trust me there is not a scarcity of furniture on the side of the sidewalks in los angeles, in los angeles right, yeah. Right, right, right yeah so i guess that's where it felt like people felt like i was supposed to be something well and it's a lot of again the parasocial relationship of of it all where people think they can comment about your life and your choices because everybody's like i know you and it's like no do you you know a little bit yeah but you know what i choose to show you i don't know what the inside of my bones look like (laughs) if you want to you can get me (laughs) you produced a lot on your own Uh what is that process like financially (laughs) because you just talked about like (laughs) yeah Go fund um, me for yeah. <laughs> I fully help me get was like I want. I'm gonna make a documentary about this thing, and in order to get up there because it was during COVID and we couldn't fly, I bought an RV. I renovated the RV while I was renovating the RV to be drivable to go up to make the documentary. I made content about it. Then people were like, "Why are you wasting time building an RV if you're gonna go make a documentary?" I was like. Guys, I bought this with my own money. Also, I'm making content to afford the the movie I'm about to make. Exactly. And that is really how a lot of my processes work, right? Is I'll do certain things where I'm like, this is kind of cheesy, but I'll do it because now I can for a month go and I just shot my second doc up in Canada. I didn't have to ask for any financial assistance on that one because... Congratulations. Thank you. Because I was able to get enough smaller deals to say hey here's my proof of concept someone now fund the feature version of this so now that's what i'm working on with that so it's a lot of mediocre risk high reward Mm -hmm. but it's because i've been in this industry for 12 12 years and made contacts and made and you can navigate it and i know how to do it i'm not being dumb and like i'm gonna put my whole lot savings into this thing and i'm gonna fucking hope it makes it well that's what we're told though is Mm -hmm. like if you truly believe like all of i hate when people do this, I watch Shark Tank still all the time. So and people go into Shark Tank and they're like, yeah, I've like, you know, oh, refinanced my, my house multiple times. And like, my kid is not going to college. And they're, and every time they come in with a job, they're like, well, you don't care about your business. And I'm like, maybe, maybe it's possible that this person needs money to pay rent. Yeah. And That's maybe they can also care about their business. 100%. As opposed to completely sacrificing any sort of, not even comfort, but like, safety that's such an america thing it well it's the it's like if the founder's not working on sunday it's not going to be successful i'm like okay so you yeah. want to die by the time you're 40 from right. a stress heart attack cool 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 right enjoy that money and well in the idea that life. if you aren't emotionally financially socially all in then you don't care or that it's like how do you think anyone oh, i could have gone on a tangent i won't Let's go no i was just gonna say like how do you think anyone like so so many of us think that like people were come from nothing stories became billionaires when it's like no. this is generational wealth yes. this is like a leg up this is this is being projected to us and also then when men write about it it's um a success story it's when Elon women Musk write is about a, it when it's like Elon Musk dick Ugh. and then when women have the audacity to talk about anything money it's like why aren't you donating more you hag yeah or like why don't you fucking donate to my right my birthday fund right. I'm like right yeah we give men so many m- yeah. more luxurious assumptions that we don't get women right mm. oh i'm keep i'm going on that keep now it. right let's like women write romance novels men write epics yeah they're like they're there uh, can be romance in star wars but it's not a romance stalls. right and women are like that's cute you're writing your novel right. on the beach oh. during your vacation which by the way the most like fiscally successful genre of book is the romance novel is it now so we're doing it to ourselves i like it it's the romance novel. we support ourselves we write it yep oh i have this whole section in the book about how we weaponize women's altruism for that Ooh. same reason like or we're like scam artists or like mlms yeah yeah yep well 
I can't wait to read it. I'm pre-order now. Pre-order now. Thank you. Thanks for the blog. Out December 27th. You got it. Right after Cremas. Yes. Come off. Come off. Merry Christmas. Merry Chrysler. Merry Chrysler. Merry Chrysler. Let's talk about views and revenue. Okay. So your average views on a BuzzFeed video were like 14 million. Yeah. Much lower on your personal channel. For sure. What emotionally was that like? And <laughs> fiscally, was mm-hmm. what was the transition there? So the era, like we talked about at Facebook, was right. 27 million views to 100 million views was like What was it? Average. The guy's ladies underwear video was like 110 yeah. something nuts. Yeah. Like it was a bummer to me if I wasn't getting 10 million views per video on Facebook. That was my bread and butter. Were you like, was that something that the company was putting on you or were you putting that on yourself both okay it was it was i knew I, it was so easy to me so when it in what way of just like i knew what people were looking for oh, i knew smart. how to shoot it i knew what jokes they were looking for i knew the identities i was hitting i was hitting mm-hmm. all of like the age groups that i needed to it was so easy for me to make a successful video thank you for owning that like oh, i appreciate you like yeah well i was like what would you guys have my done if i didn't do this mm-hmm. like you would have figured out something else i'm sure but it wouldn't yeah. have been this right i was the person that made this thing happen and so when the era of like facebook views were no more it was okay i had shifted into this podcasting then we were getting on the charts for podcasting and that was so exciting that was the era of that then i was like okay i'm gonna try podcasting crush it on podcast tried that and then i left and i was like i don't want to make youtube videos but i will because i want a creative outlet and youtube was never my vertical youtube was something i had to do as a person working there as a producer the goal with starting my YouTube channel was not for views. It was genuinely like home videos and stuff that I wanted to like talk about and remember. But of course you're like compare and despair. But then you go, wait, I was working at fucking BuzzFeed, which is literally right. like a platform to make YouTube videos. And now and I'm also just doing it for fun. And also has a bunch of followers yeah. and a bunch of funnel leads yeah. towards money. Yeah. yeah. Right. And, and money, and, yeah. massive amounts of money. Yeah. Yeah. So the goal was never to be a YouTuber. I'm making air quotes. I just wanted to make content. And so that's been my outlet for like my funsies, like little vlogs and my podcast, which does attribute to a massive amount of my income per year. I mean, as you should probably know, and it is that it doesn't matter to me. What do you mean? It doesn't matter to you. Like views and um what i get i don't even know what i make back in youtube videos i don't w- like look the at ad revenue yeah yeah i don't look at any of that because it's not significant enough for me to put my time and energy and money that's not my job my job is to be a creator and i would rather put my efforts into something like tiktok right that'll get me brand deals or connections and partnerships that is where i think things are heading and what i'm good at versus trying to do something I've kind of already done and the same goes for Facebook. So it doesn't feel like a challenge to you anymore. It's kind of like, okay, if I wanted to be a YouTuber, I'd be putting myself into such a box. It'd be such a box to just do YouTube videos. Now, after all that I've done, I'm like, I'm literally making two movies right now. I'm writing my second book. I'm two podcasts. Like, you can't do all that and be a full-time YouTuber. You that just can't. That was my next question because you mm-hmm. can do YouTube mm-hmm. plus a bunch of other things, but it, for you, you either see it as like mm-hmm. you go all in. That's on this why thing. okay, I get the views and treatment that I do with my YouTube channel because it's not my main job anymore. Right, you're not funneling your energy towards that. No. You happier for it? Fuck yeah. Yeah. It was fun. I did it. I got there at the heyday. I started making YouTube videos in 2010. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, I did it. It was fun. I got the millions of views, you know, in my first. Was it Lazy Sunday was 2005, right? Like first real right. YouTube video? No, my, yeah, something like that. And my, Lazy and then, Sunday was like one of the first YouTube videos. I did Shit Girlfriend's Day in 2010, which had 10 million views in 2010. It was that's back when like going viral was like it wasn't even a word yeah people were like what is happening and then it was like okay 
cool. When what every, else can if I you do? went viral, everybody Everyone saw seen it. it. Yeah, everybody you were on the fucking it. news. You were. Oh yeah, yeah. Now it's like who like isn't chocolate viral on TikTok? Rain. Yeah, it's right. like make making us make right show me you can cool. you can go viral once every couple days yeah, at this point exactly right. and it does still doesn't make you money no it doesn't that's the other thing that i think a lot of people don't realize is i can get four or five million views off a tiktok video it doesn't translate into i know people are like oh you must i'm like no i'm not even part of the creator fund me neither well i think i got kicked out for talking about mushrooms <laughs> that'll do pig that'll do yeah for me i'm like i just it's like such a small amount of money yeah that it's not worth risking no a dip in views because there was that whole conspiracy theory for a yeah. while but you do brand deals we do brand deals but i think a lot of people think oh you're putting all this content on instagram or tiktok oh. and i'm like that's to get you're, money you're directly also, from somewhere else you're also a business think about the you're a business no no no. but no i agree i'm saying think about like the the 15 year old kid in wisconsin who's just making tiktoks for sure. free getting sure. millions of views just being hot with a good jawline i'm like that man is making no money he's not making a cent he's lucky if he all the people who are those. doing tiktok dances because dances are actually not trademarkable oh do you know this no i listened to a whole podcast episode about this okay. about like the kid who invented the floss and then what was it Fortnite like took the floss he, he gets no dick. money off of it i'm just, i don't know i don't know i almost said i'm sure he is <laughs> i'm sure well, you just said flossing of Fortnite and the i know TikTok no but like so. Fortnite took it and he gets no like ip mm. compensation yeah but he that. probably made a lot of money i'm talking sure about did. how he did sure get did. trademarked but it's also, I'm like, give the man his due. Yeah. Credit where credit's due. Capitalism. I don't know. What's that saying everyone says? No freedom. No freedom under capitalism? Yeah. Or no, fe- I get no, no feminism under capitalism. under capitalism. Which, oof. I mean, it's not wrong, but oh, also not wrong. you're not going to solve capitalism. Sorry. Thank you. No, I'm not. Sorry. No, and I talk about that all the time. I'm like, you're right. There is no true feminism under capitalism. However, this is the current system that we're in. And while we fight to change the system, you still have to pay your rent. And you still have to buy your groceries. And I would rather get a lot of money and then fucking change everything than uh, live very uh, uh, sad and lonely and upset and poor. Make that into a fucking TikTok clip, Austin. (laughs) that's that's the deal Facts. and it can be done without exploiting people hey uh, speaking your truth now you speaking your truth i thought you were going to hey yeah and i was like we can go to hey yeah hey, what do you wish people better understood about anxiety depression and other mental illnesses good question for the people that have been that are in it yep. i would say it is possible to still live a completely fulfilling life that is worth living. And to people who don't understand it or don't live with it or have never struggled with it, you should still fucking care because guaranteed someone very close to you in your life does struggle with it. And we need allies as much as we need the people that are going through it to make any kind of change. We need people that believe us, that support us, that fight for us, that help us as much as we need the people who have it to speak out about it and give themselves love and self-care and hope. If you were to give one piece of advice to kelsey the day before she starts at buzzfeed no what would you tell her don't do coke in the bathroom (laughs) hr (laughs) i don't work there anymore no um that was one time what would i tell her one time i asked but i would probably say like don't get as drunk as you are going to get at all these parties. Not because of HR reasons that fully didn't matter, but you want to remember a little bit more. Oh. I feel like you want to have more memories here. Yeah. But if you keep You're like drinking, reboost. yeah, reboost. I was like, what? I could just drink and get paid. What? Yeah, like drink a little less at all the events so that you remember a little bit more. <laughs> that's a that's a life advice that I give myself all the time. It's just, man, drink I wonder what less. it would have been like if I got sober sooner. Hmm. But then you can't regret, you know? No. So well, and it brought you to B 
becoming sober because at some point you were like, this can't happen. Massachusetts. Massachusetts. I DMs to this day. Do you really? Oh, yeah. I love that one. Yeah. This is a good what was one. it? Tay Tay? Tay Tay. He's still there. Is he? Yeah. It was fucking hot. Yeah, it was. It's one of my favorite videos. Oh, me too. It's like a comfort video for me. It I is. It me too. Time. I'm like, oh, you beautiful, beautiful mess. That's so funny. hundred something drinks that day. Sips. Yeah, it was a lot. It was a lot. We'll link it. Yeah. She, she and Eugene drank a drink from every single U.S. state, like the signature drink. Yes. And there were, what, four dry states. Yeah. So you had water at the dry states. Uh-huh. Every place else was either the signature cocktail, uh-huh. beer, uh-huh. cider, or wine. We had to do shots. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I forgot about the shots, uh-huh. too. Uh-huh. Yeah. Cocktails. Yeah. Yeah. Massive, like, hurricanes. Mojitos. Mojitos. Yeah. Long Island iced tea. Ooh. What was it? Um, I think I slept for, like, 24 hours Did that you? Night. Yeah. 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 See, it, it like when one. it hurts you to think back on a memory, there's some somatic like PTSD. I probably still need I to just work love out. the video because at one point you guys are all like, Yeah, we're gonna do it. And then you remember like drink responsibly. And you're like, drink responsibly. Yes. We're like, oh yeah, don't don't, don't do, do what this. we're about to do. Yeah, 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 yeah. But please watch it yeah. over and over and over. Exactly. That was like right after that video, I think was when I was working on starting my own wine label. I didn't know you did this. Oh, I was like ready to, to like have my own wine line. Like, do your own wine line now, and do like, no. can you do non-alcoholic wines? Is, is, is that even possible? So, from a- it, yes, it's very good. There are companies out there that are fucking doing it really good, and I hope to do some brand deals with them. I've done some. Hi, yep. I'm calling this into existence. But to run a beverage company, oh no, thanks. an alcoholic beverage company no, too, logistical nightmare. I've seen. It happened. Wow, my AC really kicked on there. Really did. I was like, what the hell is there? I fully, a I truck heard driving it. through the <laughs> fucking front door. Kelsey, where can people find oh you? Oh my God. At Kelsey Dara on all the things and come Please listen buy her to book. her. Yeah, buy the book. The second one will be out soon. I haven't Yay. done a release date yet. Um and come Do listen. Do we have a title yet? I, I think it's gonna be called It Fucking Hurts. <laughs> Staying with the fucking title. I love it. Yeah. Yay. So yeah, come 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 to the dark side. It's very fun over here. Yay. Thanks so for honored. Me. So honored to chat with you. Thanks. Okay, bye. Bye-bye. Thanks again to Kelsey for joining us. We've linked her website in our show notes, which has links to all of her incredible work. And if you're someone who experiences anxiety, check out her book, Don't Fucking Panic, at your favorite indie bookstore. It's truly such a great resource. We're grateful to have you here, Financial Feminists, and we'll catch you soon. Thank you for listening to Financial Feminist, a Her First 100K podcast. Financial Feminist is hosted by me, Tori Dunlap, produced by Kristen Fields, marketing and administration by Karina Patel, Sharice Wade, Alina Helzer, Paulina Isaac, Sophia Cohen, Khalil Demaz, Elizabeth McCumber, Beth Bowen, and Amanda LeFew. Research by Ariel Johnson, audio engineering by Austin Fields, promotional graphics by Mary Stratton, photography by Sarah Wolf, and theme music by Jonah Cohen Sound. A huge thanks to the entire Her First 100K team and community for supporting the show. For more information about Financial Feminist, Her First 100K, our guests, and episode show notes, visit financialfeministpodcast.com or follow us on Instagram at financialfeministpodcast. 